Good evening, hockey fans. Welcome to, I think we can safely call this the second emergency episode of the podcast. Second emergency episode. Uh, so much of an emergency that just to kind of pre-warning, I'm sitting here with a lame sip in one hand and Kleenex in the other. So powering through a cold to deliver breaking news, I suppose. Dedication. Basically the real reason is that we think we're probably both going to come down with a cold in the next day or two, so we might as well try and get this out before we end up waiting another week. A coming down? Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm down there already. Yeah, but I've, I've not <laughs> succumbed yet. Yeah. I've not succumbed yet. Yeah. So, I guess quite a big week. Um, last last week's episode... Not, with, not even a week. Yeah, not even a week. <laughs> yeah. uh, last week's episode, I think we called it the emergency podcast because of a whole lot of other things, but um, as I'm sure most people are aware, um, there's been a bit of a controversial... Signing, then unsigning. Um, so we'll get to that elephant in the room briefly. But in this episode, we're going to cover off the the elephant in the room, Dyson Stevenson's interview, the Belfast game reviews, the clan merch, touching the playoff weekend. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll maybe kick off with the, the controversial signing. So, I mean, just to set the scene, so it was thir- Thursday last week that the signing was announced. So I think we were both, I remember we were both like working late and I think we've been pretty like on it whenever there's signings, you know, kind of pre-season when all the kind of the the signings were being announced. We had like our our Twitter notifications on, we were kind of like all over it. Uh, And yeah, I think we were working late so we didn't kind of realise until kind of like half an hour later. So I was just on Twitter and I was like, oh, exciting, there's there's news from the clan. And yeah. Already saw there was like, I don't know, 50 responses, I think, to the tweet, which I thought, that's a bit bit odd. Either like it's a good sign and that's why the engagement's so high or something's going on. And then look at the replies and it was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think we saw that. So it was, I think it was announced on Thursday about 7pm. Yeah. And the, the, the signing was, uh, I'm going to butcher this guy's name, Lassie Uzaverta. Now, that is probably absolutely... Sounds about right. Sounds about right. Um, and to be clear, they could have signed anyone and we probably wouldn't have known who yeah, they were anyway. Exactly. So, so to us, any new signing is exciting. Um, and then, obviously, I was thinking, oh, great, we've got a new signing. I think he was I think he was a D-man. I was thinking that's what we were after. We talked about that in the previous podcast. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, you'd looked at some of the comments and it was a bit of a, oh, oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. This doesn't seem like a great move. So, following the timeline of events, um, the video interview went live, which, I guess, brought up the issue in it. Um, I think, to quote, I'd, knowing the clan at this point in time, you know, they'll, they'll publish something then delete it straight after. So, I downloaded the video clip. But there's to give an idea of what, what went on, um, in the interview, Craig brought up, and Craig's the chap that does the media, an incident which allegedly took place. And I think the incident that we allege that was alleged was some form of rape or sexual assault or something like that. Yeah. So I mean it literally if you Google again, not gonna butcher the guy's name, but if you Google his name, the the first thing that you see is like a, a mugshot from a news article from nine years ago. Uh, from I think some publication or news website in Alabama where uh 
there was a, like you said, a rape allegation from when he was a, a student at the University of Alabama. Yeah, so I think th- that's the the first article that comes up and it was quite quickly shared about. Yeah. And I think if we still go back to the interview, I think the interviewer then said that Lassie, I'm going to call him Lassie, was cleared of any charges to be absolutely clear in that. Um, so the clan obviously knew about the charges. It wasn't just an oversight. Yeah. Um, and then the player Lassie said, "It's absolutely something me and my agent either ourselves bring it up or it comes up, but it's something I prefer to tell about. It's obviously out there. You can find the headlines about it." And the interviewer again repeated, "And as I say, you are cleared of all the charges." So the clan knew about the charges and. I guess, decided to proceed with the signing. Um, and like we're saying, immediately it got backlash on Twitter and probably within, what, an hour? An hour and a half? If that, If yeah. that, all the tweets to do with this Lassie guy were gone. Mm-hmm. Disappeared into the ether. Which, I guess, looking at the backlash was probably not... Um, I think that's what we expected, that they were going to delete all that stuff if they'd seen the backlash. I, 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 yeah, I, I just don't understand how they couldn't have preempted that this was going to be the response because the first thing I think that we said when we saw uh, the the signing announcement was we were talking about the recent uh, David Goodwillie yeah uh, signing for Wraith Rovers in what, January February this year. And I mean that had like Nicola Sturgeon weighing in, Gordon Brown, and I know it's not a uh, it's not kind of identical because I, I mean, as far as I'm aware, David Goodwillie get charged in like a civil case or something. Yeah, like that. Th- th- but let's it, 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 it. I mean, it's there's some there's similarities there, and I I just think Clan surely should have preempted the like seen the response to that and kind of preempted what response they were going to get to this controversial signing, which as you've rightly said, they were clearly aware of. Yeah. So. It, it just, yeah, beggar's bully. Yeah, and especially with the Goodwillie one, you obviously have the allegation, but it was the the, the knock-on consequences, not from even just a you know political PR point of view, but the sponsors that pulled out of that club um, and all these different things, like massive beneficiaries, mm-hmm. like and especially to Wraith Rovers are a relatively small team. They had some serious backing from people that were actually just genuine Wraith Rovers yeah, fans, rather than just corporate sponsors yeah. who just thought, oh, we'll just spend some money. They even lost the back of hardcore mm-hmm. supporters. So, so, unsurprisingly, the signing was cancelled, and then they released a kind of statement to basically say there's a statement coming tomorrow. Yeah. So, obviously, I think the internet went into, you know, frenzy about it, and I guess quite rightly so. It was a, a not very well... Uh, position stance the clan made and a very good signing by the sounds of it Yeah. so I think the next morning Neil Black the chairman, now bear in mind we're relatively new to the clan um, this is probably really the first time we've actually heard anything from this Neil Black chap um, <laughs> so this was this this is a new character to our um, uh, clan yeah. uh, sphere um, and he put, at 7.45 last night, I was made aware for the first time of a major situation which merits further internal investigation. And this has led to the immediate suspension of both clan chief executive Gareth Chalmers and the clan head coach Malcolm Cameron. So the clan have taken the steps to suspend the people that look like they're probably the most likely to be involved with this signing. And I think looking at it from, you know, whether it's been in the workplace, this seems like the kind of... I guess standard process. Yeah. Um, 
So I think kind of not long after that, the lead sponsor, Hasbury Clan, um, kind of said they were going to maybe evaluate their relationship with the clan and they stopped being like kind of on a lot of the posts to do with this. I think this was, I think they'd made a statement. Was it after the, the Belfast game on Saturday? I don't think it I'm was. Not sure. I think it was a wee bit later. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So, so a wee bit later they'd said that. But I think a lot of people would think there was one, there were statements that were getting, uh, or statements, posts that were getting put on Twitter, first with the Asbury logo and then without the Asbury logo. So, like you said, the, the Twitter sphere was uh, going about wild speculation that Asbury had pulled out, which obviously would have major consequences for, I mean, the club being able to. Get run, run the, yeah, the, the finances potentially and those mm-hmm. things. Plus, consider that Asprey Clan have got their logo, or Asprey have got their cla- their logo everywhere. It must be something to have got them to remove that logo. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so basically, that's where we kind of got to it until today's events. Malcolm and Gareth were suspended, mm-hmm. and the matches happened. And we'll we'll quickly we'll go into the matches. Later on in the show, yeah, um, but and it's worth was... saying that all that was literally like what two two days before the doubleheader yeah. uh, Belfast. So, so I think the suspension kind of, I guess, albeit it was a wee bit late, the announcement put people a wee bit ease that the the clan were trying to um, do a proper investigation to come to a conclusion on it. So I guess quite a lot of folk felt comfortable to go back to the matches in various different forms from what I've seen, whether it's protesting and different without wearing the clan colours and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So that takes us to today. Um, we are, you know, we were having a nice wee jolly after work to go and celebrate my birthday dinner at um, TGI's. <laughs> birthday that was a month ago. Yeah, it was a, it was a month-old birthday dinner that I was uh, having. And, you know, the, the, the phone pops off with a whole yeah. host of things going. And I guess we'd kind of assumed that, you know, being that it was... You know, Friday by the time I think Neil Black would have had to do anything, the weekend passes, and then to do a proper investigation. You're assuming I, probably, I wasn't Later like, on this week, I thought. Yeah, I, was, I don't know if I was even expecting anything until oh, really? the real tail end of this week. I think we were both, we, we both literally said like five minutes before we seen the announcement. Where, where have there's not been any, even just any updates, like, you know, on who's going to be kind of. And, and not in charge, but who's going to be kind of taking on a coaching role this weekend? And then, lo and behold, yeah. And we'll we'll also talk about some of the interviews that have happened as well. Yeah. So that leads us to today's tonight's announcement. Where basically, in summary, Malcolm Cameron will return to his role as head coach, reporting to a newly appointed clan GM. The GM role is replacing the current clan chief executive. Now, for me, it feels like the, the job title seems to have changed a wee bit since the start of the season. Yeah, I, well, I actually went on... I mean, I've not checked now to see if it's been updated, I doubt it, but, uh, I mean, Gareth Chalmers' role on the clan's website under, like, the kind of staff page, I suppose, is managing director. And I'm sure... I didn't look at Malcolm Cameron's role, but I'm sure he was at least touted when he was kind of like a announced as re-signing this year as director of hockey or hockey head opera- of hockey yeah, head of hockey operations, operations or something like that so this like head coach and general manager and chief executive I'm just like <laughs> what are all these roles it's it's the, the vaguest statement ever and I just think 
they've, they've really I mean looking at the reaction on Twitter already like they've not cleared anything up they've yeah. not pacified I don't know if that's the right word but they've not clarified they've not clarified I think the first the, the original statement they made um, when they said they were having an investigation I could understand why it was vague because yeah, they've still to, to investigate find, it. Uh, you need to find out the facts. Um, and... But this one here, he says the investigation's concluded. And I get there's probably a wee bit more to the story that maybe I'll hopefully, or hopefully I'll find this way out. But uh, to me, it was very really. I mean, it doesn't say Gareth's gone. And just to be clear, I'm I'm not aware. I, I don't ever feel comfortable to say to call for someone's job or anything like that in, in public and try and get people sacked or whatever. But the, it was not very clear on um, very what's happened with Gareth Chalmers. It seems to talk Malcolm's back, looks to be back to his usual role, but the GM role's been replaced, but doesn't really say Gareth's been replaced or he's been removed. Yeah. He's still listed as a clan director on Company's House. Now, admittedly, it's probably a bit sharp for him to be removed, assuming he has been removed. To me, it just... I don't know that it was a very vague statement, which I think that when you look online, there's people who want an answer straight away. There's people who don't want to wait, you know, and don't want to wait well, and it's just it's quite difficult. So yeah, I don't think we were going to get an answer straight away, but I think we needed more of an explanation than what that current statement gave us. Yeah, and I think I read someone on Twitter say like, or I don't know where I read it, but. They said, like, if you were, if you were in any other workplace, if there was like a kind of internal investigation, you wouldn't expect all the kind of nitty gritty details to be laid bare. So, like, obviously not expecting the full kind of uh, <laughs> the witnesses' notes or whatever yeah. <laughs> to be uh, to be kind of um, publicised. But I just think they need to be a bit uh, more transparent, transparent yeah. in their kind of communication because, like, it just it's not meaningful what they've put out there. And I don't think it's given any comfort to people who were uh, quite kind of distressed, I guess, by the events yeah. of last week. So I, th- I think the, the I think there's quite a few. There's loads of points that you can spawn out from this. Whether it's you know the clan, you know one of the reasons we kind of got involved with it is it's a family friendly atmosphere, and this maybe this signing maybe wasn't the most conducive to fitting within that. Yeah, culture. exactly. Um, but then the other part you've got, I guess, now with this statement is Malcolm comes back into his role. But where does that... How does that work if he's not got the support of the fans because there's no transparency? They're going to have to make... He's going to have to make some sort of interview to say why he's, I guess, effectively not been sacked because how can the clan fans... Or how can he expect the clan fans to support him when, you know... From what I see online, most people seem to think he was sort of yeah. indicated. Now, I guess to a certain extent we have to trust that the process did indicate that he wasn't part of it in some way. It's just a wee bit hard to believe, but at the same time, you've got to trust that they've done a proper, you know, review of the processes and things like that. But yeah. I think in order to get the clan fans to kind of get behind Malcolm and the team, I do think they do need to be a wee bit more transparent about what actually happened. And now, I don't know how possible that actually is with employment law and all that mm-hmm. stuff but I think it's left Malcolm assuming let's assume this this process has shown that he was maybe forced to take this player without knowing or whatever it's just I, I don't know it leads like you said more kind of questions and answers to be honest because the whole narrative we've been hearing all summer long is that Malcolm's you know kind of 
been recruiting and kind of looking at all these guys from different different leagues. So it would seem to me that he gets he gets a say in terms of how we recruit. But the statement of we're believing that he's staying and Chalmers is going seems to imply that Chalmers is the one who who made the decision, made that signing. So you're just like, well, what's what, what's Malcolm's role then? It just it's very odd. It's very odd, and like I say, I think. We are speaking with pure conjecture here. Yeah. That with, and like all of us, we're kind of pretty far out of the loop. And that's, I guess, we're always going to be a bit far out of the loop in these cases, but it would be nice to just be let a wee bit more in because I think ultimately Cam's going to find it difficult to get quite a lot of fans back in his side without Absolutely. being able to explain more about it. Now, I'm hazarding a guess there might be an interview. Or, I, I do think in, before the match upcoming, they're going to have to maybe release a bit more details. If I'm being honest, yeah, I, I kind of feel like tonight's statement should really have been like a, a video or some sort of some sort of message from Neil Black to the fans because I do think it's a bit of a poor show that he's been quite absent and obviously just we've had these statements for him but as far as I'm aware he wasn't here in Glasgow at the Belfast game he hasn't really been a visible face for everything that's going on he's been very much at a kind of arm's length so yeah I do think more more could have been done today and like you said I I would expect that there's going to be more coming out over the coming days but so I think that's why I'm a, wee bit, I'm a wee bit reserved to say, oh, I'm not going to go to the matches or any boycott, because my suspicion is just like the when last Thursday when the notes come out, there'll be maybe some more information coming out. Fingers crossed, you'd hope. Um, but I think it's just been an absolute PR nightmare, uh-huh. um, you know, from being... The, they've been on the front page of everything they probably would have dreamed to have been on the front page, but for all the wrong reasons, yeah. or the back pages. And then, you know, I think... F- I think the thing that's annoyed quite a lot of fans, and we've only been in the the kind of clan sphere for what maybe a year, year and a half, mm-hmm. and I think yeah, I think you know even if you look at last week um, or the week prior to that, it was you know they kind of secretly put prices up in tickets, yeah. went back on it, and I'm sure there was there was something else as well. When you just go, they were already in a wee bit. You know, there's quite a few fans, I think, not quite happy with how the management were doing these kind of things by kind of being a wee bit, you could argue, maybe a wee bit slick at mm-hmm. Um And I think you just kind of look at it going, surely they must have thought, even if you take away all the stuff, surely they just would have wanted a headache free next week. You know, so I managed to double down and make it even worse. Yeah. <laughs> what it, let me say Don't back down, Don't double back down. Don't back down, double down. <laughs> so for me... It, it was just a PR nightmare all over. It wasn't well thought out, especially when you're selling the clan as being a family-friendly atmosphere. Yeah. I think that's, for me, what's let a lot of folk down. And obviously there's people that are survivors and that must be even more distraught. I think, obviously, one thing to plug is Callie from Glasgow Clan Live has set up a donations page to Glasgow and Clyde Rape Crisis Charity, which we'll put a link in the, the narrative yeah, of this. Yeah, I think I'm... I think I saw somebody from like the Daily Record, a journalist, post a story about it yesterday. I think it's raised over two grand now or something like that. Yeah. Which, I mean, obviously fantastic from the fans, but again, in the statement that we heard today, I mean, I don't know if it's, so they're not kind of, there's not any admission of guilt or I don't know what it is, but I do kind of think that the clan should have made some sort of gesture like, I don't know, saying that we're going to make a donation on behalf of the clan to some charity. I, I don't know. I think I think there's a bit of a kind of a missed... I think there was a very... They, they, they missed that, I think. Yeah, there was a very 
I can't remember what they said, but a very kind of short apology is the best you're yeah. saying it, in their statement. I'm going to try and give them the benefit of the doubt, being relatively new to the clan, that maybe they're trying to get some news out there mm-hmm. when maybe they should have delayed it another day and maybe done a bit more of a better PR job of clarifying what's actually going on and that then leave us to decide whether we agree with it or not. At the moment, it feels like it's hard to agree or disagree because it's un- you're actually unsure what's actually yeah. happened. I'm very much as well intrigued. I mean, we'll talk about the Belfast game shortly where uh, obviously... Coach Cameron wasn't uh, on the bench, but um, yeah, I'm kind of intrigued to know what the pl- what the kind of reaction is in the locker room in terms of Malcolm coming back because it did. And again, we'll go on to talk about this. It did feel like a different team on Saturday, yeah, for the better. So I kind of think, yeah, I, 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 it'll be interesting to see what happens this weekend. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, so I think why don't we just jump on to the Belfast match? So. The Belfast matches. I think when we went to the home match, if we're being honest with you, a wee bit apprehensive. Because yeah. bear in mind leading up to it, there's talks of boycotts not going and a whole load of other stuff. And, you know, we were kind of a wee bit nervous, you know, being relatively new to it, that we obviously want to see the clan, support the team. We, as much as the players aren't performing well, quite like the team in paper and that kind of stuff. So we were we were a wee bit apprehensive because we thought, is this place going to be empty? Is it just going to be us? Yeah, and then we go in, and bear in mind, we're sitting in like the most like secluded season tickets that's ever, like totally anti-social behaviour in the middle of nowhere, opposite end of the drums, you know, yeah, normally sitting by ourselves, uh-huh. and then we arrive and it's chock-a-block. Yeah, usually we've got enough room to swing a cat, but I, I mean, I was got the, the hockey hotbox, my stovies, and I literally had to like, balance it on my knee because I was surrounded by folk. Yeah, so the clan, I think this is the, 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 I guess the frustrating thing for me is that there's a lot of negative news about the clan and let's, let's be real, rightly so. And obviously what I'm going to say doesn't outweigh all the bad stuff that's kind of happened recently. Um, but, you know, there was a lot of positives from the match. It was weird. I went in expecting to be a bit doom and gloom coming out of it and I came out with a bit of a, a wee bit, not to sound disrespectful, but a wee bit more positive than I thought I was going to. I, I, I mean, I... I think it's probably the best the best game we've been to all season in terms of you know the atmosphere, the the kind of effort and the performance. So let's let's which, start. Which it was quite surprising given yeah. how we, yeah we went into things. So let's start with the atmosphere. So as as we said, thought it was going to be empty. Turns out the clan had actually gave I'm assuming gave a lot of free tickets away to colleges, charities. <laughs> Um, and you know the 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 ship next to the Clyde, whatever that's called, ambition. Ambition. Um, I think it gave sixty one tickets to some uh-huh. of the Ukrainian folk that are there. Yeah, it was like being at the Panto, wasn't it? At one point, yeah. wave your hands, the scouts. Yeah, <laughs> like every like if you're from here, <laughs> scream. Renfrewshire and the west of Scotland. So so it was a lot busier than we expected from that, and it made for a good. It did actually make for a good atmosphere and I'm sure that wasn't just thrown together at the last minute. I'm sure the clan and the team involved there had probably organised for that for a few weeks. Um, and I thought like there's a, there a shuttle bus going to the cruise ship and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And I thought you know it was a really nice um, touch and it was a wee bit of a shame that that kind of got a wee bit overshadowed because yeah. I, the cynic would say, oh, they've just done that to try and do a bit of a PR exercise, but I'd be surprised they were able to do that all in the space of a day, basically. Yeah. And I, and it made for right for me a right good atmosphere. So we were right in the thick of it. We were within all the schools, charities, Ukrainian folk, and 
you know, it was, it was all it was all happening at our bit. So it, the that so the atmosphere was obviously a bit more bouncy than we were because none of them had any clue what was going on with yeah. the the like all it was all kind of young families that got probably looks for free tickets were just happy to be there and probably not looking into the details of the Neil Black statement like we were. <laughs> so these people were all buzzing and uh, and it kind of rubbed off on us a wee bit as well because I remember there was a point so going into the match the first 10 minutes was kind of if you're to sell a hockey match that had it all so if I we refer back to the last episode I think we mentioned that we went to one of the hockey matches with some of my family mm-hmm. and it was the dullest match ever <laughs> it dragged on for like ages this was like the polar opposite the first 10 minutes there was I think a fight, um, a goal, the plexiglass shattered. Yeah, yeah, I've not even seen that. And all I remember was one boy walking by me going, I love this sport, man. And yeah. I was like, that's exactly what you're hoping to achieve for giving these tickets away. Yeah. And it kind of made me re- revitalise me a wee bit. I was going, this is great having these kind of folk that are just so oblivious to what's going on yeah. I mean so are we to be fair but <laughs> and, um, and we usually like we said we usually sit in like the, the anti-social section because we're yeah just hermits but, 30 um, going on 80 yeah uh, but it was quite like there was one guy I think who I'm, I'm just assuming he was part of the kind of school group so he was obviously just getting into it towards the end of the game and just literally for about three minutes solid just kept going let's go Glasgow I mean we were both looking at him like how are you still going? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everyone around them was joining in. It was actually quite, quite, quite emotional. I would say. Yeah, I think I think where we were sitting, it was you were obviously a wee bit of a guessing game with who was there, but by them announcing, folk, you kind of got to gather what yeah. groups. I think there was like a, I think a kind of disabled chat in front of us. I think the kind of recreating. Ukrainian cruise ship were to the right of us. Yeah. I think not There's to some, like school groups. Yeah, and well. I think not to bring the tone down, but I think. You know, when you, you see the stuff all about Ukraine, you kind of, it sounds really bad, but I guess you get almost de- desensitised to it because it's just been going on for so long. Mm-hmm. I think to actually see the folks sitting next to you that are, you know, look just exactly like us, yeah. but they are sitting on a cruise ship in a country they don't know, getting invited out to a hockey game, and they looked like they're all dressed up and, you know, really excited, enjoying yeah. it. And I, I just thought it, it humanised the war a wee bit, and I know it sounds bad as if I'm writing off, but I kind of felt like, I went, oh, bugger, there's real people actually involved in that, yeah. which sounds daft to say, but um, it was it was quite nice to see them. So we had that kind of good bit of atmosphere. So we've talked enough about the crowd. So we were obviously in the section that knew nothing about all that's going on, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. so, we, so we were, I guess it's quite buoyant. <laughs> um, so, so going to the match, it was actually a really good match. I think we saw probably a glimpse of the team that we thought we were going to have playing the whole season. Yeah. We still lost 3-2, but I think it was safe to say that I think if they played like that against some of the teams we've played so far, you'd have been a wee bit confident of getting a, getting maybe some points in the board. Yeah, I think it was the fact that it was the first time I think we'd seen them actually playing as a, a team rather than like a collection of individuals probably. And they were kind yeah. of put, putting their selves in the, on the line for one another and... Like the effort was there, and I suppose if that's that's all you can ask for. So even if you do get beat, then yeah, you're kind of still quite happy with that. So I mean, it was it was kind of close. I think like I think we could have probably got at least at least a point. Yeah, I think we we, we gave them a run for money, and I guess we can't forget that Belfast are a you know top quality side. So yeah. 
I don't think anyone's expecting us to get anything from the weekend and well, it transpired whenever, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we, we gave a good running for it and, you know, maybe in another day we could have got something, but yeah. at least put in a good effort for themselves and it looked like they were definitely trying. And I think the thing for us is, like, you know, we've probably maybe said about a few players that went, we've not really seen them, but, uh-huh. you know, guys like McParland, you know, he definitely shone there. And mm-hmm. is that a change of system, not having Malky on the bench? Is that you know, the different way they're playing. But there's definitely a few players who went, these guys are meant to be the hot shots and they haven't really performed. And yeah. I think this was the first time I think for some of them we saw a bit of a glimmer of, oh, actually, if they can get to that level and do X, Y, Z, they actually could be yeah. could be really good for us. That's what I don't get. Like, I mean, from what I can remember, I don't think the lines changed kind of substantially from kind of previous weeks. But yeah, is it a case of, you know... Dixon and Stevenson and is it Paisley Pirates coach Adam, is it Adam Walker? I think it's Adam Walker. Who uh, were on the bench and replacement for Malky like you kind of think is have they brought in a different system that's working better or has it been kind of you know the fire in their belly kind of from everything that's happened last week and they're kind of trying to prove themselves or is it like it, it, it was just a totally different team than what we've seen for yeah. however many games. I think, I think like I think you know they had, I think, on the bench they had Dixon was playing, Dyson was on the bench, so I guess he'd just kind of arrived, and then you had Bhutan, Bhutan mm-hmm. also on the bench, so a bit of a different dynamic, and you know it, they played pretty well to be honest with you. I think that, unfortunately there are still a few things that they do that you just go, come on guys, like sloppy plays at the at our own pace, and you just go, it's like we're almost bit. asking for trouble sometimes, and that's the bit you go right. That's still happening, and Malky's not here, so yeah. you kind of go. You can't blame Malky for that. That's like it's just poor decision making a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. But overall, they played really well, and a wee bit unlucky to finish three two. But to be fair to Belfast, I think it was. I think you definitely could see this is a classy team, and probably could have played a wee bit better themselves. Yeah. And I thought, you know, Belfast, you know, it just showed you a different class a wee bit. But I thought we played really well. So we left. We were absolutely knackered and it was good. So we thought, oh, we played really well. Let's get the stream for the next match. <laughs> well, wasn't as close a match there, to be fair. And as you probably saw, the score finished 5 0 to Belfast. <laughs> so it was a bit of a strange one here, and Dixon decided not to play. And I don't know if, if that was for the better or the worse. I think Dixon brings a lot, and I, I think. Um, I think taking him off the ice probably wasn't the best play. Now, if I'm being honest with you, I don't think he was going to really make a difference in terms of, I don't think that would have stopped a 5-0 drubbing. But I think the the kind of... Some of the notes I made was the same mistakes that have happened previously. You know, when we lost the for to a line change, I, caught, I cottoned on to the commentator for Belfast, who seemed quite knowledgeable in terms of hockey plays, going, line change in the first nearly cost us... I'm going, that's a common theme. How can mm-hmm. we be getting that wrong still? Yeah. And I kind of go, how should we be getting that wrong with a professional team of hockey players? Yeah. Um, and Drizzy had a, from all intents and purposes, despite getting beat 5-0, five, five Drizzy had a good match. And th- I think the thing that's a wee bit strange is, I, I'm still of the view that I'm not going to sit here and put dying the sword of Drizzy's the best goalkeeper for the clan or the next Shane Starrett. But I definitely feel like there's places to focus, and I don't think that's the main one just quite yet. I think we probably lose one sloppy goal, 
but I think there's other places that are costing us a lot more. I think I heard someone say, maybe the clan from the stands guys, saying it was something like, we've, we conceded 44 and we've scored 20. Do you know what I mean, that's an absolute abysmal ratio. But I, I'm looking at, see the amount of saves that guy made that night. Well, it, I was going to ask, do, do you actually have the, the stats? Because there must be, like, the, the ratio of shots on goal from... Yeah. Well, fast clan must have been well, well, a huge thank, difference. Yeah, well, thanks for teaming up for those stats. I don't have them, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for teaming up. But um, even the, the Belfast commentators who seemed relatively clued up in our like struggles of not winning, <laughs> yeah, um, and you think would be fairly clued up in the goalkeeper, they were really giving Drizzy some praise, and I thought he kind of deserved it despite the defeat. And I kind of think it just felt like he was taking save after save after save. Yeah, like It could have been a right jobbing. Man of the match. I think he? he deserved man of the match. And I think, um, yeah, I, I I do think whilst the goaltending situation is an issue, for me, it's I, I don't think that's the main issue that we need to look at. I think that's a distraction. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's the getting the lines outfield clicking and back the, the D-men not making silly mistakes at our own crease and then the, the strikers actually being able to Play with strikers. Striker, sorry, <laughs> uh, <laughs> offensive players. Um, actually, the forwards. <laughs> yeah. um, getting them to actually play their game because we saw it with McPalum. We've seen it with Wah. We've seen it with Port. They're all good players. It's just we need to figure out the system that makes them work. And I don't think the goalkeeper's the one that's holding them back. I could be wrong. So, yeah, we, it was kind of a bit of a drubbing, and we didn't really do too much to. Um, can I really create too many chances? We did okay, but I think as the commentator said, we're collapsing in our own zone. And I think that's the problem. I've, I've felt as we don't get forward enough. We seem to, I've heard people talk about, you know, we just seem to launch the puck forward and try and do a line change rather than actually trying to attack. Mm-hmm. And I kind of felt like that's where we were there. Now, I guess there's not much more for me on the 5-0 drubbing other than that was a drubbing and um, maybe not the £15 I'd like to have spent. <laughs> yeah. But um, I remember Belfast Giants TV, or this is the funny part of the night, with the Belfast Giants TV were like, um, tweet us with your thoughts on the match. But see, even if it was the interval, like, um, entertainment for actually being, like, we've got chuck a puck and that kind of stuff, they would just put, like, statistics over their entertainment for the whole entertainment. So I just tweeted them saying, at Belfast TV, can you just remove these stats so we can see what's going on? And to be fair to them, they did. <laughs> um, and they had, um, like, what you call orb balls, you know, like these kind of things that are big block balls that you kind of stand in. And on the ice, they had, like, people running into each other. I thought it was classic. I think I think that the clan need to get that. Well, as we uh, did report in last week's episode about um, we're hoping to go to Belfast uh, in December, maybe, maybe you can... Get a shot and a bouncy orb. It said you can't put your name down now. I know I'm the kind of guy that's going to go on, break his leg, yeah, you know, whatever. Uh, Take so, a child out or something. Yeah, like, like I'll end up doing something to embarrass myself. So I think I'll just be there for the subway cannon, um, which was the other thing we talked about. And I, I, I don't know why I still think it was like some big inside wind up, but we actually saw the subway cannon. And I would say that's probably the highlight I of the stream. It still has left me with more questions because I'm a bit like. It looked like it was just in, you know, your traditional subway wrapping. Yeah. How does that not come unravelled? Because they were they were shooting at some MPH. Yeah, they definitely made the clan t shirt cans look a bit a bit floppy, to be honest <laughs> with you. Ponzi. Yeah. yeah, like these were going in like top tier, like 
with oh, with hi. velocity. Uh-huh. I think is the word you were looking for. Absolute. I mean, I don't rockets. know what the capacity is of the the belt. What's it called? The SSC Arena or something? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it looks like a good like good number of seats. It, 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 it wouldn't have reached the top of our section. Yeah, we, we, we will never no, get anything. No, it would have reached the top of our section, <laughs> yeah. but the clan t-shirt can, canon would never. Yeah, the, the clan, we almost ironically put our hands up for the t-shirt. Yeah. To be fair, see, even if you did get a t-shirt, you've got to hand it to the child that walks by you. You're not exactly going to be like wrestling. <laughs> wrestling. It's like when you see those baseball videos Speak of like yourself. someone's... It's when you see those baseball videos of like the stealing the ball off the child yeah. and stuff like that. Um, so yeah... I think trying to stay a wee bit upbeat because it's been a bit of a it's been a bit of a Debbie Downer for the for the clan this week. I did notice that the Belfast clan were doing a lot for was organ donation. And yeah, I think that's the thing. Belfast clan. <laughs> Jeez, we I'm, need I'm, a new team. <laughs> I'm just trying to make a new team now. Um, you can tell it's been a, again another long day at work and coming down with the cold. But the I can I think that's the thing that's okay, going back to the signing. That's the thing that's frustrating. Is like. I've never been to a sport where it's like it just feels like there's so much good stuff being done for charity. You know, we've been at the clan matches last season where there was different. I think there was a wee boy that was travelling round to all the different yeah, arenas. Yeah, he was like uh, a Belfast Giants fan. Yeah, and he, they, they were. He was on the like. I think all the teams kind of took him out as a, like you know one of the yeah. intervals and kind of did that kind of stuff. I just got it's just. It's just the hockey scene, like else is nice stuff, can be just a really classy scene as well, and hopefully with. Hopefully this stuff gets resolved that we can kind of hopefully get to that stage. Um, I think going back to being at the Belfast at home, I think both are saying there's there's a lot of things that the clan have been doing wrong recently, but they have in other areas been doing some things right or at least improving. I think it's safe to say since we first started going but kind of after COVID, the arena was pretty much with the arena and that was it mm-hmm. and you can see slowly but steadily like it's become a bit more and more and a bit more thought out you know they've obviously got the clan bar that's you know looking very cool okay let's not talk about the pint prices but <laughs> you know other things you know for example myself included were complaining about the merch you know I was getting a bit fed up with cross check stuff nothing against cross check but I need I was just wanting something a bit more simple but, and I was kind of saying see the warrior stuff that the guys wear it'd be nice to have some of that and then I go, they've yeah, got polo... Prayers were answered. Prayers were answered. We'll go one week and the polo tops wear. Then they've announced a warrior line with the hoodie, which I'm wearing now. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just been a few things where, I, I, for me personally, I've seen the arena slowly improve. Um, so I just hope they can continue doing that. And I think the, the, in the Q&A, they made it quite clear that financially they've been putting a bit of a back burner for a lot of major things. But, yeah. but I've seen slow steady increases of like kind of better quality things but the thing is though I suppose if with everything else that's going on off the ice you know there's a risk that you're not going to have people that are going to stay around to use the bar and all these kind of facilities that are upgrading so it's a delicate balance and I feel like the clan are kind of yeah they've just got to be careful right now yeah I, I agree with you so so that leads us on to the merch um, so they've announced the warrior merch that I was kind of talking about there and I've been quite buzzing for that um, and to be fair the stuff looked really good like the photos sometimes you see these promo photos and you go that looks great and then you see it in real life and you go this looks cheap as anything <laughs> Mitch Jones and his jimmy jammies yeah and they look alright <laughs> I feel like I can't ask for them for Christmas now but um, <laughs> but I, to be fair the quarter looked great and I bought the warrior Zipper hoodie. I've been after that since basically I've been following the clan, and to be fair, it is one of the comfiest hoodies 
zipper hoodies that I've got, and I'm really quite impressed with it. The only thing I would say is like the late the logo and stuff like that's like screen printed on, so I'm a wee bit skeptical to see how long that actually lasts. Yeah, when you wash it. When I wash it, but it was fifty quid for the hoodie, which is a wee bit. That's very pricey, but it is. It is to be fair, it it does feel quality. Yeah, and you get your OSC discount, and you know the stuff actually looked quite good. So that was a wee bit of a positive from some of the merch they've got out. I think um, moving on. I think one of the things we were looking to cover off was the Dyson interview. I think we talked about him last last week and kind of mentioned. You know, I thought he seemed like a good signing. I think when we watched his interview, which I don't think was available when we did the podcast last week, I think he did raise a couple of things that probably we never, maybe never appreciated. I think he basically was trying to make the point that, you know, he does provide fight and defence block and, and maybe a wee bit of a game changer with, you know, all these different antics that he can come up with. So I think, um, you know, I think I still think he could be a good signing for us. But I did also, we did also question why have we not signed them before now? What was yeah. that whole thing about? And I think if you if you look at the um, the video, he was basically saying, I think he basically said he was exploring other opportunities. Pretty much. Um, and that was pretty much it. And then by the sounds of it, maybe those didn't materialise or he's persuaded to come back to Glasgow. So mm-hmm. I think we got to the bottom of that. Um, but I pretty... Eventful week. And I, I mean, we were talking about this when we were uh, eating our TGI's birthday dinner as well. I mean, again, clan fans, you can probably kind of elaborate to us newbies, but uh, I was asking, is there like a transfer window in hockey? Uh, which I think we've established there's not, but I do wonder if there's any other teams that... What I'd like to know is, are return, returning players... How many of them were kind of like tapped up by other teams and they'd made the decision to stay within the clan? And how many people's eyes are wondering? You know, if, I don't know if there are any other teams that have got kind of spare import places who are maybe kind of reaching out to our guys saying, come over here, the grass is greener and there's not as much drama kind of thing. So Yeah, so we were definitely thinking that. And I guess it's one of those ones where we were thinking that and then we're like, well, I don't know if there's much demand for a nine in a row losing team. <laughs> Uh, so maybe maybe not. Maybe we could only wish for them to take some of them. Yeah. But um, yeah, we were thinking that as a like, assuming we weren't playing negatively and the or we weren't had poor results, we were kind of wondering if people could maybe have started to poach if maybe some of the players weren't happy. And I'd be, I think, judging from if you do some deep dive and some players' tweets, it would suggest that maybe there wasn't too much uh, harmony of the signing that was recently divulged. Yeah, and we won't name players won't there. Won't name any names, but yeah, I think, like we've said, there's maybe some animosity in the, the locker room, so it'll be interesting to see how the Coventry game, Coventry are playing. Yeah, so, so that moves us on to looking forward to the Coventry game. Yep. And, well, if we could play like we played on Friday, we maybe have a chance. But if you look at the stats, Coventry are playing pretty well. Mm-hmm. I think we discussed it. Yellowhorn Yellow seems Horn. to be in form. Coventry are playing really well. I think you said they released a kind of press team that almost was kind of taking the mick. Yeah. Um, saying that they only got two points that weekend or something like that. So that's going to be a challenging game. But it's weird you draw the line in these challenging games. Two Belfast games. I think the next one against Coventry we can probably... I'm not saying a buy, but I guess looking at the table, I'm not expecting us to get a result. 
but I think we maybe have Fife. Fife in the Sunday. The Fife in the Sunday, and you're kind of going, if we don't get a result there, yeah, that's I think with Malcolm Cameron being back, I think it's going to put a lot of pressure on him, because that, okay, he wasn't in charge of the two Belfast games there, and admittedly, even if he was, I'm not entirely convinced we were going to get any wins there, but that'll take us to, you know, you know, we're potentially looking at 10, 11 games lost in a row, and... I guess looking at the other announcement, which was the playoff weekend, we'll be lucky if we even make the top eight at this rate. We're not going to get anywhere if we don't get any points. I mean, we ha- we've lost like a week, I guess, of when Cameron's been suspended. And I do, I mean, not to kind of circle back, so I think we've kind of covered it to death, but like the signing, it kind of just shrieks of desperation. You kind of think, do we have... Did we have no one else, or do we have no one else lined up? Like, what, what, what is the plan now? Yeah, think? I think I think the thing is for the fans, like of just looking at the hockey. I think what's disappointing is we probably had, let's be real, the Belfast games were dead rubbers. We went in the league, but without the without the the challenge cup, cup, the challenge cup. So you know you kind of could have used them to kind of get maybe one or two players in, embed them into the team, get a bit of a run out, and then hopefully give. Um, Coventry a good game and then really try and get some points back from five, but we've kind of lost that. Like there was probably no autonomy to sign players because of, well the people that we are have been suspended. Yeah. Um. Then you've got all that kind of drama that was going on. So it is a bit disappointing that we probably had, you know, what was especially saying a, a perfect excuse window of the Belf- Belfast in the top team where you could kind of go right, let's just use this to get the team bedded in and then let's try and do a run of points. But there's got to be very few. Looking at sports, like I say, I'm not ever the one that's looking to get someone sacked, but you kind of go, there's not many sports teams that would go, you know, nine plus games without a win and not be at risk or be in a sugarly peg. And I think, you know, we're looking at quite a... But then again, why are we saying nine or ten? The Challenge Cup was just friendlies, so do we decrease them off the total? Friendlies? Aye, <laughs> um, because remember they were treating them as friendlies. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's been a wee bit challenging, but, yeah, I think we've covered most of these points off, and yep. I guess we'll see what happens the rest of the week. Um, I think we probably will be going to the match against... Coventry. Coventry, so... Fingers crossed the team play as spirited as they did at the last home match, and uh, Malky Cam's got some new ideas up his sleeve. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what else. It's only Tuesday, so we'll see what else comes comes of this week. Still a long way to go before Saturday in uh, Clan World. So, aye, we've got, got got quite a challenging match upcoming, but probably one that should be winnable as well. So, yeah, Mon the Clan. Mon the Clan. <laughs>